Aloha, beautiful people. This is Magdalena in another episode of Touchful Podcast. Hello and welcome. Good to be back after a short break. There was no episode last week because I was on short vacation. And uh, today's episode is a funny one to record because as you can probably hear, my voice is really funny. I am a little bit sick and uh, I wasn't even sure if I will be able to record this episode because I keep losing my voice a little bit. But here I am talking to you, uh, so I hope it will be fine. I will be taking frequent breaks to drink hot water, it helps me from my throat, hot water with ginger and honey. Um, And other than that, let's dive in. Today's topic that I chose for you is a very... I'm looking for a word. It's a very graceful one. And also a paradoxical one, I would say. Because I will be talking about silence. So I will be literally breaking the silence in order to talk about it, which is a paradox. And the reason this topic came to me today, of all things and all the topics, I always have a list of things that I want to talk about. And silence, talking about silence... And the healing power of silence was not on the list. But an interesting thing happened on, uh, let me think, on Tuesday. So today, uh, when I record this, when I'm recording this, it's Thursday, Thursday evening. And on Tuesday evening, I came back from Poland, back to Iceland, where I live. So for those of you who don't know me, or maybe you listen to me for the first time... I am a practitioner and teacher of Hawaiian Lomi Lomi Massage in Iceland. I am from Poland, but I live and teach and practice in Iceland. I was on a short trip to Poland. I came back on Tuesday evening. My friend picked me up from the airport and he drove me home. And when I stepped into my place, my home, there was this beautiful profound and really graceful silence that surrounded me. So if you have ever come to my massage, if you have ever come to Lomi Lomi with me here in Iceland, to Mosfetsbær where I live, then you know my place and you know the silence that can be experienced here. I live in a small town and I don't hear cars, uh, no noises that normally people in the city are surrounded with. Sure, I sometimes hear my neighbors, uh, my neighbor's children playing. One of my neighbors sometimes plays the drums. Sometimes, you know, my neighbor is uh, drilling holes in the walls and then I can hear it. But other than that, it's pretty silent place. And I could really reconnect to it and feel it after 10 days of absence and uh, when I was in Poland I was either spending a lot of time in the city surrounded by the city noises I was also for a couple of days in in the countryside staying at my parents place and then there is the silence but other than that I was surrounded by the city noises and then Uh, The whole Tuesday when I was coming back from uh, Poland to Iceland, I was in constant noise. First it was uh, in a train, and then it was in a plane, and there is this constant, persistent, buzzing noise. So when I came back home, there was this first feeling that I really reconnected to, was this silence and the serenity and the relief that comes with the silence and that was on Tuesday and then yesterday on Wednesday I had a very interesting day it was my day off I was not massaging and 
I spent that day at home because, like I said, I'm a little bit sick, so I'm taking time to get um, to get well. And so I was a lot at home, and I didn't want to play any music. I didn't want to introduce any sounds into this silence. So I ended up, for a big part of the day, I ended up having this silent retreat, as I call it. Um, and I will be talking a little bit more uh, later in this podcast about silent retreats. But it ended up to be a very beautiful and very profound day um, when I was diving into the silence. Not for the whole day, I met my friend yesterday. We had a lovely chat for a couple of hours. Probably this is also one of the reasons why I'm losing my voice, because I was talking so much to my friend, there's like so much to catch up. Mm. But other than that, there was no music, no um, no sounds like this. And it's not quite common for me. I really love music. Um, those of you who, for example, uh, if you are subscribed to my newsletter, there was this beautiful playlist that I sent to you the other day with music and songs that soothe my heart, my heart, um, because I use music to uplift my mood, to soothe my heart, to, um, to journey when I drink cacao and when I have cacao ceremonies, I use music when I massage, so there is usually some kind of music playing in the background in my apartment, but not yesterday and also not today. Uh, I was. I couldn't even. I couldn't even think of playing any music today. I just wanted the silence, and this topic started to really fascinate me. So I was like, okay, this is a good topic for a podcast episode. Let's talk about silence. So I took a couple of notes, a couple of things that I want to share with you. My experiences with silence in life my experiences of uh, running away from silence and why we sometimes do that and what silence really is because silence is something more than just absence of noise it's so much more so i want to dive deeper into that as well and mm, towards the end of the of the episode of course, I also want to talk about silence in massage, in Hawaiian Lomi Lomi massage that I practice, and what is the the role of silence in this massage, what is the healing power of silence and how it works, and why silence is a big part of practicing Lomi. So let's go. When I think about what silence is, and when I was thinking about it preparing for this episode, there was this quote that came to me that silence is the language of God. Somehow this quote, I don't know, just it was just somewhere in my head, at the back of my head. But I was not sure who said that, so I googled it. And it turns out that it was Rumi, the poet Rumi. And the whole quote is very beautiful. Because he said, or he wrote, silence is the language of God, all else is poor translation. Silence is the language of God. All else is poor translation. I love it so much. I love it so much. And at the same time, ironically, paradoxically, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I need to break the silence to talk about it, to share the experience of it, which immediately shows me that silence is a has to be a first-hand experience. You cannot tell somebody about silence because then you are immediately breaking it. It has to be a first-hand experience. So one of the reasons why I'm recording this episode today is to share with you my first-hand experience, the memories of it, so the poor translation of my experiences with silence. Also to inspire you, to encourage you to make more space in your life for silence. 
I don't know about you, but I have a feeling that we as people living in these days in modern Western world, we don't have many experiences of silence. There is always some noise, um, especially if you live in a city, there will be always some noise, some kind of a buzzing noise in the background. And to some extent, silence has become, I almost want to say that it's, it's almost like a luxury. When there is no noise, there is no sounds, there is no this background constant buzzing of things. There are no people who constantly want something from you. I will be talking more about it in a moment, that silence is more than just absence of a noise. But I feel that we don't have many experiences of total silence. And when I think about my own experiences with silence, like a real silence, that there are no noises at all, then the first memory that comes to me immediately is the memory from here, from Iceland, from a couple of years ago, when me and my friend decided to go on a road trip and we decided to take the road F26 uh, through the middle of the country, from south to north, through Sprengisantur. I'm sharing these details for those of you who live in Iceland, because I know that most of the people who listen to this podcast are my massage clients. So you know what I'm talking about when I say F26 through Sprengisantur. But for those of you who are not in Iceland and you don't know what I'm talking about, this is a road that goes through the middle of the country, through the middle of Iceland, from south to, to north, um, and it goes through the desert. So the middle of Iceland, the middle of the country, is not inhabited at all. Um, and the road uh, that we took is only the road that you can take in the summer in a certain weather condition. Mm, and it's just hours and hours and hours of going through the, the desert, ultimately. So there was this moment when we took the turn, we ended up on the road F26, taking us to Sprengisantur, to the desert, and we had to stop to um, lower the pressure in the tires, because we knew that the road uh, ahead was a dirt road, so that was advice from one of my friends, um, who's really good with cars, that we should uh, lower the pressure in the tires. So we stopped on the side of the road, and we stepped out to do that, and there it was. It was a total silence. There was no wind, no nothing. It's quite rare when there is no wind in Iceland, but it was one of these summer days with a beautiful blue sky and the sun. And there were the mountains, the dirt road, two of us, and total silence, like dead silence. We were quite far away from the main road, so we couldn't hear any cars from the main road anymore. There were no cars at that moment driving the road that we were on. There was nothing, just complete stillness and complete silence. So what we started to do immediately? Do you know? <laughs> we started screaming. <laughs> uh, and it was a scream of, of joy and just expression of feeling purely alive. It was this deep uh, laughing and screaming, uh, yelling from the bottom of our bellies, from the bottom of our hearts. Um, and it was out of many things, but one of the reasons was to break the silence, because this silence was almost unreal, it was almost unbearable, it was almost as if something was touching you so deeply that it almost becomes too much, and you need to make a sound, you need to um, give yourself some kind of a release and a relief from this 
all surrounding silence. And up to this this day, uh, and it was many years ago, up to this day, this is one of the most beautiful and profound memories that I have from Iceland. That very moment um, of silence on a desert. And there were many moments later on the way when we were stopping as well, um, just to step out and enjoy the silence. But it was not as profound as this very first moment of this, oh, this profound serenity. It's something that I, I, I remember to this day, how deeply it touched me and how really unusual it was. Like, I really didn't have such experience before. Because even if, um, back in Poland, I used to go quite a lot to the mountains, either alone or with my friends. Sometimes we were staying in shelters, sometimes we were staying in tents. But even if you are in a tent, in a summery night, uh, in a forest, in the mountains of Poland, there are all these little noises of some night birds and branches of the trees and a little bit of wind and uh, maybe even a burr somewhere in the distance. Mm, so these are really beautiful sounds of nature, really beautiful and profound, but nothing like this complete noiselessness, complete dead silence that I, that I experienced on my way to Sprengisandur with my friend. Um, I wonder if you have such experiences in your life of just like total silence understood as no sounds and no noises. So at the beginning of the podcast I said that silence is, is something more than just absence of a noise. And in fact, most of my moments when I experienced silence were moments when there were some sounds around me. Um, so it was not this dead silence of Sprengisandur. But still, I'm really interested if you ever had this sort of experience of a total physical silence when there is nothing. And if you did, then how did you react to it? What it did to you? What kind of experience it was for you? I really am curious. I would really love to know. So as always, I encourage you to send me a message. You have my email in the description of this episode. But like I said, silence is not only about no noise, it's something more. And I had an experience of a very deep, profound, transforming silence. At the end of last year, at the end of 2021, I was spending some time in Poland and I decided to do a silent retreat, a solitary retreat. And I want to tell you a little bit about this experience because it was both extremely hard and extremely beautiful for me and really transformational. So the way I arranged it is I took a couple of days, I think it was five days in total, four nights, yes, four nights, five days, um, that I spent inside a yurt, inside a Mongolian yurt. And I was all alone there, that was all planned, I just wanted to be with myself, all alone, on a solitary retreat, and I chose that very particular place. If you uh, happen to uh, live in Poland, or if you speak Polish, then I want to give you the name of the place, so you can check it yourself, it's um, it's called Księżyc of the Dom, and the translation to English would be the Moon House. So it was beginning of December, I talked to the owner, I told her what I need, what I needed, that I wanted to give myself this experience of deep immersion into the silence. And it was absolutely, and into the solitary, and it was absolutely obvious to me from the beginning that it has to be something more than just, you know, no sounds or no music. So what I did is I turned off my phone 
completely, switched it off for four days. Before that, of course, I uh, prepared my, my clients and my family and friends for that, that I will be uh, out of reach for a couple of days. I turned off my phone and I entered this yurt without anything, like no books to read, no notebook to write into, nothing. Because I wanted to experience the silence and the stillness and the solitude understood of, as, as being alone, just being with myself. Because again, it's not something that we as people have a chance to often experience. When was the last time that you were just with you for more than five minutes or 15 minutes? When you were just with yourself, just sitting and being, not even meditating, I'm not even talking about that, just, just sitting. It's a funny thing uh, I, I really encourage you to do, to take an experiment. If you're in a public place, my favorite place to do that is airports or public transportation. Uh, you very rarely see people just sitting. Because the moment we are alone with ourselves and we are just sitting, doesn't matter that there are other people around, doesn't matter that there are some sounds and noises, like at the airport, for example. The moment when you are just with you, and there is this moment of silence in yourself, it very often becomes unbearable. So this is the moment when we take our phones, or we uh, take out a book, or a, or a magazine, uh, just to do something, to read something, to listen to something. We put on headphones and listen to music, or listen to podcasts, because we just... I, I don't know exactly what is the reason, but one of my guesses is that we just really don't know how to be alone, how to be without any external stimulation, without music, without um, phone, without scrolling the phone, without uh, reading uh, a book, without writing something in your notebook. Can you imagine that? You're just sitting and it's just you and your thoughts and oh my can this be scary sometimes so i wanted to have this kind of experience and it was the first time in my life um, no phone no books no notebooks no people no nothing it was just me and the yurt and what i was doing for all these days was mostly tending the fire it was december and I had to make sure that the fire inside the yurt was uh, just kept going so I could feel warm. And that was insane experience. So just to be fair, there were moments when I uh, interacted with, uh, with the owner. Uh, I, uh, I talked to her a couple of times. Sometimes she was just bringing me food and then uh, going. Sometimes she was just even like leaving the food at the doorstep and going. Sometimes we had uh, a moment of conversation. But most of the time I was just alone with myself and with the fire inside the yurt. I was not even that much going for walks or anything, anything like this. It, it, was not f it was not forbidden. There was nobody to, you know, prevent me from doing that. But I just didn't want to. I wanted to have this experience of aloneness, stillness and silence. And just the sound of fire. And what I was sometimes doing is just, I was just sitting. I was also sleeping a lot. Which I then realized later that it's my coping mechanism. When I'm stressed, I go to sleep. And it's been like this for most of my life. It's one of my ways to run away from reality, to sleep, to take a nap. Sometimes I was singing to myself, um, working with my voice. But most of the time, I was just really forced to meet myself. 
in the silence. And you know, just to just to be completely honest with you, there were like for most of the time it was not a profound experience. I was not, you know, sitting in meditation and uh, you know touching the depths of myself. No, there were like hours and hours and hours, and I was really bored to death. And again, I wanted to have this experience because again, we as people in this modern world. We really rarely have this experience of being bored. Actually, if you have your phone with you all the time, which statistically you do, then you have no chance of being bored. Because the moment you start to feel this uncomfortable, almost like itchy feeling, then you can just check your phone. And there is endless things to do on your phone. So I wanted to have an experience of not having my phone. And that was, like I told you before, um, some time ago, that turned out to be a really, really, really profound experience in my life. And it was really not an easy experience. I was all alone for five days almost, most of the time just on my own with nothing to do other than going back and forth uh, to pick up the wood, um, you know, chopped wood to um, to feed the fire. So I think it was around day three, probably, where, and it was also after a sleepless night when I was really tending the fire and I couldn't get it going and I was really tired and I was just really, you know so deep into this experience of aloneness and silence and boredom and all kinds of things that I had some kind of a breakdown and I had this almost like a panic attack with me thinking that if nobody can see me, if nobody can witness me and if I cannot run away from myself in any way, I cannot run into my phone, I cannot run into reading a book, into painting, drawing, playing an instrument, watching TV, nothing. I had this thought like, when there is nobody to witness me, do I even exist? I had like almost of an existential crisis in that yurt back in December when... I really saw my life so clearly and all these moments when I was looking for a confirmation in other people, looking for a way to get some validation from them so essentially they can tell me that I exist. If you tell me that... um, that you like me and that I'm inspiring you. If, if you send me a, a, a heart on Instagram or a like on Facebook, then it's like this validation, like, okay, I exist. All is good. It's it's sort of, you know, I'm shallowing it a little bit, but these were my thoughts um, during, that, uh, during that seclusion, during that solitary time. And I also could see so clearly all these ways and techniques that I use to run away from myself because when you are in silence and I'm not talking just about no noise again I'm going to repeat it again and again and again it's not about no noise it's about sort of like lack of external stimulation so no people to talk to no phones no books no musical instruments no um, notebook to write in, no nothing, it's just you, then you really are, are almost forced to look into yourself and to check if you are comfortable with yourself. And I want to risk a statement, I want to risk a guess that most of us, most of people, are really not so comfortable with themselves. That's why it can be sometimes so hard for us to be in total silence, in total stillness, 
for more than five minutes because then it starts to be itchy and uncomfortable and we want to run away essentially we want to run away from ourselves a funny uh, kind of like a side story but uh, but also not a side story it's something really connected to the topic it's something that i really see in people who visit iceland i've been living here for seven years and i'm kind of used to the energy of iceland but when I have friends visiting me, when I have students from abroad coming for Lomi Lomi trainings with me, when I have somebody coming to Iceland for the first time, I really like to travel with these people um, and to witness how Iceland affects them. Because on the one hand, like everything here is so beautiful and just wherever you look, it's just amazing and pristine and profound and beautiful and the mountains and uh, the lava fields and the ocean and this and that. And it's really beautiful. And at the same time, it's kind of, it's so vast and the nature here in Iceland is so strongly present in the life of people all the time, just like, you know, the moment you are outside of the city you are surrounded by nature and that was first my hypothesis but then i confirmed it with everybody who visited iceland that it's such a deep experience and it touches you so deeply that you are almost forced to look inside yourself because just everywhere is beautiful the 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 horizon is really far away uh, because there is nothing to obscure it. You can just see for miles and miles and miles into the eternity. And it almost forces you to be with yourself. And, and this experience of uh, traveling around Iceland and just really being almost thrown into my own soul and into my own heart, it kind of reminds me of this experience of being with silence and being in silence when there is nowhere to run away you are just really forced to be with yourself and that was a moment of my life when I realized that shit I'm the only person that is going to be with me till the last breath so I better make sure that I am a good company for myself. Because when when there is nobody and when there is nothing to escape to, then there is just me, me with myself. And I remember that the first moment I had this experience was on my first trip to Hawaii in 2018, when I went there for, I think, almost five weeks and I was all alone. It was just me nobody to talk to, nobody to share the experience with. I was sure taking photos and posting them on Instagram and whatnot, but these are just the moments of the day. For most of the time, I was just with myself. Even though I was surrounded with people and I was talking to people and interacting with people, still, for most of the time, it was just me and the beautiful nature. And for majority of that first trip to Hawaii... <laughs> I was really unhappy uh, and that showed me that I just have really things to work on with a relationship with myself because I am the only person that will be with me till the end of the days and this is the first relationship that is really worth taking care of and I could experience that really clearly back in Hawaii. I experience it often when I travel uh, around Iceland on my own. It doesn't happen that much that I'm on my own, but it sometimes happens. And it is always a profound experience, very touching, deeply transforming, uh, usually very uneasy experience, but um, at the end of the day, usually being a hugely rewarding and deeply transformational experience of, you know, something really deeply changes in me. And I think that this is the power of silence. And it's something that you can experience, uh, you know, without traveling also. You don't need to go to Hawaii, you don't need to go to Iceland, even though I recommend both places. 
but it's something that at least I believe and my experience shows it that we can experience simply by immersing ourselves into silence silence understood as lack of external stimulation when there are no other thoughts but yours you don't read anybody else's thoughts you don't listen to anybody else's thoughts like right now you listen to my thoughts it's just you and you and you and you can you imagine that did you have an experience like that i guess that maybe some of you who listen to this maybe you had for example an experience of um a silent retreat like a vipassana mm, i don't know if vipassana can be can be called a retreat but yeah uh, an experience of vipassana mm, i never had that um and i feel that i would like to try it so it's a i think it's 10 days is vipassana 10 days i think it's 10 days of uh, meditating every day and being in silence and of course you are without your phone and without you know books to read and things to do you can just meditate or eat or go for walks or sleep and i read some stories from vipassana and i can't imagine that this is a really deep 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 experience i remember my sister um she's a yogini she's a yoga teacher and a yoga practitioner um she told me about this experience that she had she went for a silent retreat and uh they had yoga classes and even lectures so there was some talking but it was very limited and it was less and less talking from the teacher uh, as the days went on and the practitioners the um, participants um, they were not talking at all and uh, and that it's really something uh, it, it sounds lovely and it's something that she really wanted to do for a long time. But when you immerse yourself in this experience, then it very often ends up to be quite a difficult experience. Because it's just you and your thoughts and your demons and your inner critic and your inner child and all your parts inside you that start talking. Sometimes they all talk at the same time. So sometimes... This can be a really difficult experience. And at the same time, it's so much worth it. It's such a... I I wanted to say something. I wanted to use a different word, but I will use the word that came to me right now. It's such a natural experience for us. I feel that we as people, we really need silence to be healthy. I even browsed through a couple of... Um, how do you call it, uh, psychological studies on silence. Before I started to record this, uh, this episode, I'm not going to discuss these studies with you here because this is not the purpose of this episode, but uh, that was an interesting read about psychological benefits of silence and how silence is absolutely crucial for our creativity and focus and for building the resilience and self-awareness for um, the spiritual growth, for um, allowing ourselves to get a perspective on things. We need silence for all that. In fact, the most creative moments of my life are the moments when I am in silence. Um, these are the moments when I get uh, most of ideas for my podcasts, for blog posts, for um, trainings or webinars or courses that I offer. It's when there is silence. And there is this very special way of experiencing silence that I, as a Lummi practitioner, have a chance to experience. And I'm talking about the silence during Lomi Lomi session and I want to tell you more a little bit about that how I feel it and how it has changed me so the session of Lomi is quite special in a sense that we don't talk there is no 
talking or almost no talking during the session of Lomi. So usually there is music, mm, some soft music in the background. Uh, though I also gave some Lomi sessions uh, that were in total silence, without music, without nothing. And I would like to have more of that. I would like to offer more of like total silence Lomi experiences without music music as well. The music really helps. It helps me and it also very often helps my clients to journey further in Lomi. But there is no talking. Um, it's not that it's forbidden. It's not forbidden. And I sometimes ask questions, especially if they are valid for your comfort um, or I'm not sure about something, then I, I ask you a question or I inform you about something, or I ask you to take a breath, or something like this, or I ask you if you want water. But other than that, we do not talk. There is no chatting, there is no, um, yeah, there is no chit-chat. And it's for you, so you can be with yourself. Um, so you can, so you have nowhere to escape to. You can only go inside. You can only go deeper and deeper into yourself with all the physical stimulation that happens, um, releasing tensions from your body, it all encourages you to focus on you and you can go deeper and deeper and deeper into you, into this very moment, into experiencing here and now. And f for me as a practitioner, it is also a very beautiful process because um, when there is no talking, when there is no thinking, because when I massage you, I don't think that much. I just, I just do. I just am. I just allow my hands to do the work. There is not much thinking. And for me as a giver, as a Lomi Lomi giver, sessions of Lomi are very often the moments of really deep insights. It feels almost as if I got some messages downloaded straight into my core, straight into my mind and beyond mind, straight into my heart. And I believe that this can happen because of the profoundness of the Lomi session and the silence. And even though there is music and there is the sound of my breath and, you know, there are some sounds, but still there is this sort of silence when there are no words, when there are no thoughts. These are the moments of really deep connection and really deep insights for me as a practitioner that I have this aha moments. I massage somebody and I have this suddenly like a much deeper understanding of Lomi opens up to me just like that. Or sometimes it's not even connected to Lomi. It's more about humanity or the world or relationships. I have these moments of like, opening and getting like a really deeper understanding but understanding not from the level of the mind but just from I almost want to say from my soul and I know because I talk to my clients I know that they have such experiences too when you receive Lomi when you lay down on the bench and there are no words and as the massage progresses there is less and less thoughts because there is more and more touch and just being in the now, that it can be a really profound experience. For some people, almost a psychedelic experience when you are just, you know, plugged straight into the source and you really can get some insights into these parts of yourself that normally are not available to you because there is so much noise in your life. And just like in everybody else's life, so much noise with the phone that you constantly use, with the relationships that you need to take care of, and the family life, and the business, and the work, and this and that, and so much hustle, that for some of my clients, Lomi sessions are the only moments when they can really catch a breath and really connect to themselves in silence. And then there is this literal silence at the end of the massage which is super important so there is this moment when i stop massaging you i turn off the music i cover you with a blanket and i sit somewhere very quietly 
try not to make a slightest noise and then I just let you be. I just let you lay down on this massage bench in total silence. And this is a very, very, very important moment in the massage. In fact, I sometimes have a feeling, I sometimes have insights that the whole purpose of the massage is this very last moment when you can lay down without movement, without sounds, without touch, just in total silence, just to be with yourself, with everything that happens inside you, everything that dances inside you, so you can get some important insights, uh, sometimes conscious insights, sometimes unconscious insights, but something happens and shifts for you. There is this really beautiful legend about Lomi Lomi massage. I don't know if it's true, but I still love it and I sometimes share it with my clients and I would like to share it with you. So one of the legends about Lomi says that Lomi Lomi Nui, this massage that I practice, that it used to be a massage that was given on very special occasions to very important people like the high chiefs of the village, for example. And that had, that high chief would be massaged for hours and hours or days and days until all the tensions would melt from his body and then he would be left in total silence and in stillness so his spirit could rise up and go to the spirit world where he could get some important messages for the whole village some important insights some important understanding and some downloads and i really love this story because it shows us among many other things it really shows us the importance of silence and how important it is for our health and for our well-being for the physical well-being um, because it just simply relaxes us it calms down the nervous system and for the spiritual well-being and silence can be a deeply deeply spiritual experience and in that sense it can be really healing and i always 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 encourage my clients to stay on that bench for a couple of minutes five minutes ten minutes you can even fall asleep if you want to it's no problem i will gently wake you up but give yourself a moment to experience the silence i know that sometimes it's extremely uncomfortable and you want to run away you want to run away into talking you want to run away um, into just um, you know sitting up and getting dressed and uh, leaving because sometimes silence is unbearable because like i said this is the moment when you are confronted with yourself and how comfortable or how uncomfortable you can be with yourself in this very moment and i also have sometimes trouble with being in silence at the end of lomi or at the end of a yoga session um, if you practice yoga then you know that at the end of every yoga session there is this a moment called shavasana when you just lay down still on your mat and I honestly think, it's no irony, I honestly think that Shavasana is the most difficult yoga asana of them all. Because the premise of Shavasana is that you are still, that your body is still and that your mind is still. Can you do that? Because I usually can't. But it's really good still to give yourself this sort of experience. So if you are my Lomi client and if you listen to this, I really encourage you to embrace the silence at the end of the massage, to give yourself a couple of minutes. You don't need to think about the time that is passing. I will take care of that. You just take care of you and your stillness and your silence. If you are a massage practitioner, a body worker, a practitioner of holistic massage, maybe Lomi, maybe some other massage, mm, then probably you already do it. But if you don't, then I really encourage you to give your clients plenty of time at the end of the session for silence, 
for stillness, without music, without talking, without any sounds, without nothing, just to be in silence. It can be really healing, it can be really profound and transformational experience, it can be also really, really difficult and confronting. But it is what it is, and I really believe that it's that it's good to give yourself this experience. And I really feel that silence, experiencing silence and stillness, I almost want to use a very radical word, like I want to say it has to be a part of every body-related healing work, deep holistic healing work, whether it's yoga, whether it's massage, whether it's some shamanic experience or some ceremony, doesn't matter, silence really is healing and it doesn't need to be the absence of all the sounds though it really helps to have this physical anchor to anchor yourself in physical silence and to experience everything that it brings so all the beauty and profoundness but also that sometimes it's just dead boring and we get impatient and we want to run away from silence you know silence is something unwanted in a way even when i think about my podcast when i edit my podcast so after i record it i listen to it and i cut some parts and in 99 percent of the cases what i cut out is the silence so you don't have these long pauses of like 15 seconds of me just thinking or trying to you know reconnect to myself again or yeah sometimes just thinking sometimes just being but it's just dead silence and i cut it out because <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing right now but it really feels like it it's something unwanted we get impatient when there is silence And a completely opposite experience came to, came to my mind right now. When you are with somebody and there is silence and it feels totally okay. There is no need to break this silence. You know what I'm talking about? You have such experiences maybe. Usually it means that it's with somebody really close to you. Maybe your good friend, maybe your partner. When... You are just in silence together and there is no need to do anything, no need to say anything, no need to change anything. It's just two people enjoying the silence together and it's rarely possible with strangers. Often with strangers these moments of silence are the moments of awkwardness. It's like okay it's a little bit awkward, I better say something. And for me, as a practitioner of Lomi, um, it's been a challenge to learn to embrace silence when my clients come. Because they are essentially strangers. And um, we have a moment before the massage to sit and talk. Sometimes we have a cacao ceremony together. So we drink a cup of cacao and I do some sort of uh, guided journey or some sort of meditation or breath work. And... One of my personal challenges was to introduce more and more silence into these moments. Doesn't matter if we have cacao ceremony or if we don't have cacao ceremony together. Just to make space for silence, for a moment of silence. Even if you're a total stranger to me, to, to make space for the silence. So you can meet with yourself and with your own thoughts and reconnect to yourself and it is sometimes really beautiful and easy sometimes it is challenging and awkward but i want to explore it more in general i want to explore silence in my life much more i started with sharing with you that i had these last two days of silence in my place i want to have more of that 
there are usually once a month I usually try to do a one day retreat for myself and the way I do it is that um, let's say I want to do it on Sunday then on a Saturday evening I would turn off my phone completely switch it off not on not putting it on a flight mode or anything like this turn off my phone completely and try to keep it turned off um, during the whole Sunday and to give myself permission to be in silence on Sunday so not playing music on my computer mm, I sometimes read books or or play the ukulele play, play some instruments so I surround myself with sounds and I surround myself with uh, external thoughts when I read a book but uh, I try to do it less and less I really try to give myself these moments and a chance to just experience silence, also to get bored, to get irritated, to get scared of my own thoughts, but to have at least a couple of hours of this experience. So sometimes I would uh, turn my phone back on, uh, maybe on Sunday evening, sometimes even on Monday morning, so I could have a full whole um, uh, 24 hours of this kind of a silent retreat. Mm. And I know that it's easy for me to do it and it's easy for me to say it because uh, I live alone, I don't have a partner, I don't have a family, I don't have children. Mm. And I absolutely understand that for many of you this kind of experience will be impossible simply because you have a family. Um, so there are literally very few moments when you are alone. But still I believe that there are ways for you to work with silence. One of the easiest things is really to switch off your phone. Because like I said, at some point during that episode, when you have your phone with you, then you will never have a chance to experience silence. Because you will never have a chance to, to experience boredom and and just being with yourself. Because you can always check your phone. And there will be always, there might always be somebody who sent you a message or posted something on Facebook or sent you an email or whatnot. So to me, one of the easiest things uh, and one of the most uh, life-changing things and also one of the simplest things is switching off my phone for a couple of hours when I can. Um, or even for a whole day, or like I had this experience for four days. Um, I will be, at the end of the June, I will be going for a very special event. I don't want to talk about it much yet. Uh, I will share it um, with you for sure when this event is over. Uh, but part of this event is that I will be completely offline for 10 days. And it will not be a vipassana, it will be something else. But I will be offline without my phone for 10 days and I cannot wait to experience this I will be with other people and there will be talking and there will be interactions with people but not online interactions and uh, I think it's gonna be really interesting and I also think I'm going to stop here I feel that I shared with you quite a lot about silence and Hopefully, I encouraged you to introduce more silence into your life. Because like I said, silence has to be a first-hand experience. You cannot talk about silence, because then you break it. You just need to give yourself an opportunity to experience it. And don't wait for it to happen to you. Create yourself for yourself opportunities and chances to experience silence turn off the phone give yourself a couple of hours without reading or writing or talking to anybody go for a walk if you want to and embrace the silence and see what happens and it can be beautiful and it can be scary and it can be both or it can be neither it can be boring it can be exciting it can be all kinds of things but my deep belief is that it will be very healing. Thank you for you, beautiful human. Thank you for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. And 
as always if you want to share your story with me please do send me a message send me an email if you want to share this episode with somebody who you feel might need to listen to this please send them a link please share goodness with the world it really means a lot to me and other than that i wish you a beautiful time i wish you a lot of stillness i love you dearly and i will hear from you next time bye bye aloha <laughs>